Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. Estamos en vivo. And this episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Ben Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use your promo code believe B-L-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We are Vivo. After the Dodgers just went perfect on the homestand. Yes, you heard me right. The Dodgers went 6-0 and on this six-game homestand. As one of our listeners said to me earlier today, they sent me a message saying, no one on your show picked the Dodgers going 6-0. and That is very correct, Tom. Uh, the last When we last left you on our last episode, Babyface and I were actually kind of bullish on the Dodgers. We were positive. We were just like, hey, the Dodgers are going to go four and two on that homestand. Nowhere did I see them going six and zero. Oh, and right from the top, I I have to ask you, um, babyface, does this say more about the? Does this homestand say more about the Dodgers, or does it say more about the the Cardenales and the Phillies of Philadelphia? Yeah. Uh... No, that's remember I, I kind of mentioned this the other day in the, in the group chat. Like, does it show? Yeah, I know the Cardinals are bad, right? They're, they've been they've been stinking up the joint for like since the start of the season, and the Phillies have been, you know, they were kind of like the Dodgers coming into this. They were kind of like you know, kind of ups and downs, ups and downs. But I mean, Dodgers just took advantage of this entire series and just you know beat them outright, right? Every single game until today was the uh, was the closest, you know. For, for until the ninth inning, right? It was, you know, they tied it up. So, I mean, I do see a change kind of with the Dodgers. They've gotten players back. You know, they got the guy, all the guys from the paternity list. Uh, Will Smith is back, which has been huge. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm going to look at this in the positive way. And, and I think the momentum's on the Dodgers side right now. And they're, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah. Don't look now, people, but. The Dodgers are six games over 500. They got in a game and a half lead over the Diamondbacks of Arizona. They got a two game lead over the show pods. I know it's just May where we're just going into May, but we got a big series coming up this weekend. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that series with the show pods. It's the first time we're going to see the show pods. But for me, uh, in terms of this homestand, you know, you're right. The Cardinals have just been struggling. They're, they're going through it. I was there for Sunday's game, and I have to say that before the Dodgers went into the Philly series where they were averaging double digits in runs in every game of that series, I think that series against the Cardinals said more about the Cardenales than it said about the Dodgers. Because aside from that first game, that Friday night game, Saturday, they won one to nothing. It took back Kershaw, you know, throwing back the clock for for him to win that game. So offensively, the Dodgers didn't show much on Saturday. On Sunday, I was at that game. If it wasn't the Cardinals gift wrapping runs to the Dodgers, I mean, I think they ended up with like five or six walks. And every time the Dodgers got runners on base in that in that game, 
they made them pay for it, not necessarily with hits, but what everybody loves that phrase that people love and that they they were constructive outs, right? They hit ground balls that drove in runs, which goes to the adage, you know, just put the ball in play and good things will happen. So to me, yes, the Dodgers win all three games. Were they dominant? Did it look good? I, I think the pitching looked good in that series, but the offense was was uh, it was kind of iffy. This Philadelphia Phillies series, that to me was a little more encouraging. And I was most encouraged because friend of the carne asada, Miguel Vargas, has been struggling up until this point, right? But I feel these last few games, I went, he went four for five in game two against the Phillies, and then he hit a home run in game three against the Phillies. So hopefully those are signs that that guy is is starting to heat up here. Uh, what were your takeaways? What was your biggest takeaway from this homestand, babyface? I mean, actually today was a good sign, you know, because they were down 5 nothing in the, what, the third inning, and they came all the way back to take the lead. And then, you know, Phillies did end up, you know, tying it, but then they end up, you know, walking the, this game off. So th that's not something we had seen up to this point where if they get down, you know, it was usually two, three runs, it was pretty much done, right? And and today they were down five runs and they found a way to come all the way back and, and win this game. No, I, I agree with you. I thought once they got went down five nothing, and we're going to get into the debut uh, of Gavin Stone, but once they went down five nothing, I thought, hey, a five and one homestand ain't bad. I will take that, even though I, I had picked the Dodgers to go four and two. So the fact that the Dodgers came back and won that game, I'm I'm very very encouraged, considering uh, Aaron Nola is a, a pretty solid pitcher, and he gave the Phillies the most length that they had in that whole series. He gave them seven innings, and to my understanding, from all our friends in Philadelphia, the strongest part, probably outside of that lineup, is the bullpen. And it was the bullpen that gave up that game for the Phillies today. Uh, I mean, was it not poetic justice seeing Craig Kimbrell come in and pitch the bottom of the ninth? And he was close to getting out of it. But, of course, I mean, that was a shot that Max Muncy hit today. So, I mean, that's all very – in this series against the Phillies, they looked like a different team. Uh, you said it. You mentioned it. I want to make sure we highlight it. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Dodgers started winning games when Will Smith came back into this lineup. And I think it says a lot of the, uh, about the importance of Will Smith. Uh, so not only was Will Smith's return very important, but another guy who's starting to show signs and he's been a whipping boy on this show. And that was Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is starting to show signs uh, of turning around. And, and that makes a huge difference when that guy is hitting uh, on, at the top of the lineup, that is just one of those things that you just can't, you can't ignore that. I, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference when your stars are are delivering. So I, I think those are very encouraging signs. The same thing happened with Mookie at, at last year. And this is why I think we have to be students of the game. Mookie got off to a slow start last year in April. And then when May came around, he, he turned it around. And hopefully history is going to repeat itself because I think this upcoming road trip that the Doyers are going on, this is going to be a tough road trip. And so far up until this year, um, I don't think they fared well against teams with winning records. They did what they had to do on this homestand, which to me is still very encouraging. They beat up on the bad teams and, and that's what you got to do. And so now they're going to go three against the show pods and then they're going to go to Milwaukee to play three against the Cerveceros who are playing really good baseball. If it wasn't for the Piratas playing out of their mind, the Cerveceros would be leading that division. And so I think this, this next six games, I think is going to say a lot as to whether the Dodgers have turned the corner on their season, or if it's just one of those things where they just beat up on bad teams in this homestand. What do you think about this upcoming ro uh, road trip? Baby phase. So two, two things real quick on, on what you were saying. So Max Muncy, that that grand slam, uh, as soon as the bases loaded, Max Muncy's coming up. Great Kimball. That was at, I was at the game, right? Yeah. So I, was, I was in the press and I was talking to Doug, Doug McCain, Dodgers Nation. Yeah. And I, I start walking away. As soon as Max Muncy comes up, I'm like, he's in a grand slam. I'm going to go get my stuff and pack up. 
first pitch, he hits it. And he's all, you should have tweeted that out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're my witness, though. So Doug can vouch for me that I that I called that shot. Toribio beat it out. Uh, beat yeah, you, beat I, you to I, that. I, I saw that he tweeted that too after. Yeah. yeah. And um, second thing on on Mookie Betts. A week ago, we said Mookie Betts is hitting 230. That's not going to work for Mookie Betts, right? We were on right. the show saying that's not Mookie Betts. We'll take 270. What's he hitting right now? Is he's he up to 270 now? I thought he was 260, but he, he yeah. got to 270. Yeah. Well, according to the MLB.com numbers, yeah, he's at 270. So uh, obviously, we want him to go higher, but you know that. Yeah. That's kind of where we want to get. We want to get Mookie back up to as close as three hundred as possible. So, yeah, hey, I mean that's a that's a forty point, uh, you know, increase in batting average. I'll take well, that. That that means he's hitting. Yeah, I mean, you, you see that kind of stuff like right when it's early, right? You have a, you know, a week a week stretch of you know he's done good the last week, so you see those numbers jump dramatically. So that it's good to see for Mookie, and hopefully, like I said, he keeps it going into into this uh, next road trip. So we're going to go uh, because we're in vivo uh, and I want to thank everyone who's joining us on the live. I, I see that we have some, uh, some comments here that I want to go ahead and uh, go into here. Uh, Philip Lopez joining us on the live, another great uh, supporter of the show. Um, uh, Michael Carrillo. Thank you. Welcome once again uh, for joining us. Familiar name, Simeon, great supporter. I want to thank Simeon. I want to take the time on the show right now to thank Simeon because Simeon's out there promoting the bleed Lows podcast, letting everybody know about our episodes, telling everybody to tune in. So Simeon uh, shouts out to you. You're, you're, you're a real champion of the people there. Uh, uh, David wants a taco. I want, I, I want to give a very big shout out to David wants a taco. David pointed out the cameo that was in my video. For those of you who don't follow me on the socials, I posted a little video whenever I go to Dodger Stadium to cover the games. And there was a certain uh, future Hall of Famer who made a cameo in that video. And David Wants a Taco was the first one to point that out. So thank you to David. Uh, that, you know, Michael, you bring up a very interesting point that, that Mookie should go down in the order. And I, I've always wondered if the Dodgers have really contemplated hitting Mookie down in the order. It seems like Mookie just prefers to hit in the leadoff spot. I don't know if we have no numbers to support what he does outside of the, the leadoff spot. But I, I, I find that as a, a very interesting point that you put it back, uh, that, that you put out there. Uh, so, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if he's hitting... These players are creatures of habits, right? So they're used to hitting in certain spots, and maybe that's what they'll produce. But once again, I want to thank everybody for coming on the live. For those of you who are watching us on the live, if you haven't been subscribed, if you're not subscribed to the show yet, what are you waiting for? You can subscribe to the audio portion of our podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We have great episodes just this uh, earlier this week. We dropped an episode with Ron Say. For those of you who are joining us on the show, if you've listened to that episode with uh, Ron Say, let us know what you think about the Dodgers not celebrating the infield this year. I, I find that very interesting. It's the 50th anniversary of the famous infield of Steve Garvey, Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, and Ron Say. And so far, the Dodgers have no promotion for celebrating the 50th anniversary. I mean, we're talking about 50 here of, of, of this program, uh, of this infield. Let us know. Chime in what your thoughts are on that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can see our beautiful faces on YouTube. Uh, so we, we'd love to hear your comments. Engage. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Let us know if you agree with what we're talking about. Now, we got a series coming up. It's a big series this weekend. I think a lot of fans are going to be interested the Doyers are going down to San Diego to face the show pots. And I, baby face, is he here? Uh, not yet. We're waiting. We're, okay. We're going to have time. a, we're going to have a special guest who's going to join us on the show to talk about this. So while we're waiting for him to show up, Michael Carrillo brings up a very interesting point. The Trace Thompson situation. Trace Thompson has not been at the stadium the last couple of days. From what was being reported is he's sick. Now, I don't know if you guys heard earlier in the week, um, Dave Roberts was playing with some form of pepper with, with Trace Thompson. And they had asked him, why do, you, why do you do that? 
And it was to try to help Trace Thompson to get out of this, this funk that he's in. So to those of you guys who are on the live, I pose this question to you guys. Do you guys think Trace Thompson can come out of this funk? I mean, the Dodgers brought Trace Thompson. His job is to hit lefties. Trace Thompson is not hitting lefties. He's not hitting righties. Before he had reverse slips, splits. He's not doing either one of them. So I think Michael posts a very good question in that is right now Trace Thompson is taking up a roster spot. And as this season progresses, we are now in May. Come June, you have to address whatever the holes are on your team. And right now the holes are the outfield production. Not everyone in the outfield is producing. Mookie Betts is showing signs of maybe turning things around. Outman so far continues to produce, even though what is concerning me about James Outman is the number of strikeouts. I mean, he's had hat tricks and he had hat tricks in at least two of the three games against the Phillies of Philadelphia last week against the Cardinales. He had a golden sombrero. So one of that's, that's something to keep an eye on, but I want to hear your, your thoughts. What do you guys think about trace Thompson? What do they do with that outfield spot? How much longer do they give trace Thompson time to try to figure this out? Simeon chimes in with that. He believes that the Dodgers should be celebrating the 50th anniversary of that famous infield. Philip Lopez. Thank you very much for the compliment. Super, super Raider fan right there. Philip Lopez, everybody. Great episode on Ron Say. It does suck that the Dodgers are not celebrating the infield anniversary. Michael, Michael Carrillo has given us some, some names here for maybe some outfielders that the Dodgers should pursue. Nick Sanzel, Anthony Santander, Brent Rooker. All very interesting names. Not, not sure uh, if the Dodgers are going to make that kind of move. Philip Lopez brings something, and I wish that contributor to the Bleed Loss podcast, Jason Barquero, was here because Jason was on this from the beginning. Jason Barquero has not been a fan of Austin Barnes. Now, last I heard before this game, when I saw the numbers, I believe Austin Barnes was hitting 085. And so Philip Lopez chimes in, which he thinks that Austin Barnes should be sent to the minors, bring up Cartaya. Philip Lopez, I love you because you're a Raiders fan, so you're a glutton for punishment. You have this hopeless optimism that that franchise is going to do something. But I got to tell you here, you're wrong, buddy. The Dodgers are not going to send Austin Barnes down to the minor leagues. They can't do that. And they're not going to bring up Cartaya because I don't think Cartaya, first of all, can handle that pitching staff. But it is interesting what you bring up in terms of Barnes. Because we saw it when Will Smith got down, went down. We missed him, and and we and we missed him a lot. Um, David wants a taco. He doesn't think Trace Thompson can get it together, but he has faith that the Dodgers could unlock something. It is interesting that you bring that up, David, because so far the only team that's really been able to get any production out of Trace Thompson has been the Dodgers. But I'm a little concerned because he had those moments towards the end of last season. But then towards the end of the season, he really tapered off and he didn't have a very good playoff at the beginning of the season. He had that three, that three home run game. And after that, he has not been heard of since this has got to get into his head. The times that I have been at Dodger stadium covering the team, I've seen trace Thompson. He, the, the poor guy just, I mean, how would you feel if you go up to the plate every time and you, and you, and you just, there's no success. It has to wear on you, and it, that's what it looks like to me for Trace Thompson. So I don't know if we need to sacrifice a chicken or, or what we can do for, for Trace Thompson to help him out there, but I love that David still has faith. He, ha he has faith on the Dodgers. Uh, he also adds that you, we can't get rid of Austin Barnes. That It's another very good point. That is Clayton Kershaw's go-to catcher. The only thing I got to add to that, David, is uh, – the Dodgers eventually did get rid of A.J. Ellis, and A.J. Ellis was Kershaw's personal catcher. So in the end, it, it comes down to production. And Babyface, do you know what Austin Barnes' contract looks like? Is this the last year of his deal? I think so. I'm not sure if he'll be up for another season after, but I'll check on that. But we got um, 
we got our our guest here and uh, another guest too. So, All righty, let's, Let, let's bring in our guests. So someone else popped up back. Hey, look, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's La Princesa de Picolandia. Alicia Del Valle is here, and, and our second guest. Oh. I, I feel I need Ooh. some music. Uh, and it was I need, we get to bring them on together. The mortal enemies, Los Angeles versus San Diego. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the carne asada, our favorite frenemy, Nick Ryder, host of, of, of everything over on the Believe Network. Before we get into it, Nick, I, I do want you, if you can speak to this. It was just announced today that the Believe Network is now in partnership with Cumulus, and if you guys aren't familiar with Cumulus, they are the guys that do um, Westwood Radio. So when you guys are listening to Jim Rome or you're listening to Rich Eisen, you know that's the that's the they're those those are the guys that put out those radio shows. So Nick, can you give us a uh, an update on that deal? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's been something in the works for a long time. Um, Westwood One has had interest, and we've had interest in them, and. Um, you know, it sounded like a good, happy partnership where we can hop on board, give them some content and they could, you know, use their extensive sales force and, you know, their, their great technology and just, you know, the resources that they have to help the Believe Network grow. And at the same time, we help them with content. So, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. And, and at the end of the day, like we're super happy with that and we'll see how this partnership goes. But, you know, we couldn't be happier to be joining the Cumulus Network and, you know, all of our shows on the network now can call themselves Cumulus slash Believe Shows and Westwood One Shows. And we're super excited. Congratulations, man. I, yeah, I know you didn't single-handedly do this, but because I think you're the head honcho over there and you run things, I'm going to give you credit for that. So. I'm going to give you guys credit too because they they love your content. They love everyone's content. So congratulations to you guys as well because you know it's a team effort. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get something else out of the way. Because we're not Welchers here, we're going to own up. So for you loyal listeners, you guys know that we made a bet with Nick and the rest of the crew on his show that the Dodgers were going to kick the show pods ass last year in the playoffs. And, um, and we lost and uh, we're going to pay up, but we owe Nick and the rest of his crew tacos. And so we're, we're going to set that up, Nick. We, we're going to give you guys your tacos. We're, we're going to give that. you, show you guys a good time. We, we got to get Heath out in LA before that happens. So I'll, I'll, I'll let him know to pencil something in his calendar this summer. Absolutely. You let us know. Uh, Princesa, how are you? Uh, guess what? The Dodgers uh, just went perfect on the homestand just in time to go play the show pods this weekend. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and Manny should be all rested and everything for us. So it should be great. Um, he did get rested today, right? It's like He did get rested today and we didn't need him. Barely. <laughs> it's like May. How old is he? He like LeBron's older, right? This is first game oh. all season. <laughs> I'm teasing. I, this is the best time, and I made sure as soon as I heard that Nick was going to be on today. What is the first thing I said, you guys? I'm like, dang it, I owe him tacos. <laughs> I was like, that's right, that's right. Not forget, you know, we're not sore losers. Um, I'm finally over that shock of the NLDS. So we're going to get you your tacos. We're going to get you your drinks. Um, I couldn't sleep at and- night not knowing I wasn't going to get those. <laughs> I just did not see that coming. I was traumatized. I thought about breaking up with the Dodgers. I was like, what, what's in it for me? You know, broken hearts. Yeah. But you I'm love back. The Dodgers, they love you back. <laughs> I, I am always, I can't, I talk, I talk crazy. I talk crazy. That's how crazy you guys made me. But yeah, um, I, what do you guys, you guys are in third place. I just think it's going to be very interesting. I wish I could go because the Padres ballpark, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And we always have a good time. And that's, um, that's where I had a ranch water at a stadium. And these guys <laughs> brag on me because I like the ranch waters. And I'm like, just wait, they're coming. And now you could get them in Los Angeles. It's a very northern, you know, border thing. So um, I'm trying to think of positive things to say about the Padres. Can you tell? Like, <laughs> I'm really trying to be a gracious hostess. We, we do only- have really good concessions. We do have got, we've got good <laughs> beer. Plenty of beers on, on draft. And, yep. <laughs> That and is. I've been treated well there. You know, the fans have been great. I have no complaints. So, um, 
Yeah, it should be interesting. Are you going to go? Are you going to get to any of the games, Nikki Snacks? Yeah, so uh, I just got back from San Diego. I'm back in LA now. Um, so I'm not going to go to this series that's in San Diego, but I will be going to the one in LA. Um, I was okay. able to go to the Reds uh, Padres game on Monday night and Fernando Tassi's uh, home debut, which is amazing. And you know, everyone was very did, excited did and he did not get booed. No, surprising, right? No, at the end of the day, look, I think when it came out that he got popped for steroids and he had to serve suspension, I think a lot of people were very disappointed. And, you know, we all knew that he had to earn some respect back from the fan base and from just people all across baseball. But, you know, he was remorseful and he seemed like he gained a lot of maturity over this this break and this long suspension, you know, serving a lot of time in San Diego rather than going back to the Dominican Republic and, you know, traveling and stuff like that. Like he's he's being back with his teammates and taking all the necessary steps. He got the shoulder surgery that he'd always not wanted to get. So I think a lot of people, you know, got a chance to really see him mature within these six months, eight months. Um, and look, he's he's come back and he's healthy and his swing looks nice and you know, he's playing good right field baseball. That's something that everyone had questions about and his defense has looked great. Um, and yeah, the fans are really excited. I saw a kid wearing the Tatis dreads and he had the full uniform on and the shades. And you know, I saw a guy with the big Tatis like bobblehead, like helmet on, which is pretty cool. So people were super excited. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a great era right now for, for San Diego baseball, something that we've never really had before. And, you know, I think we're all excited. Hey, Nick. So I think, people expected the show pods to get, jump up to a hot start uh to my understanding yeah. i i think last i checked they're, they're they're 16 and 14 right now 17 and 15 right now 17 and 15 so yep. f- looking at this team nick what is what are you seeing early in the season what is working for them what is their strength right now well i think it changes week to week to be honest and i think it's just a culmination of you know they can't put it together in certain places like early on the starters were looking great, but the bullpen was giving up a lot of runs and blowing the game. And then it flipped. And then, you know, sometimes our pitching would be great and our offense would, you know, fall flat. And right now the offense is playing really good. So, you know, we're on a seven, seven and three last 10 games, which is nice. And I think the off, I think the Mexico series, uh, Mexico city series was very nice and good for the confidence for the team. Cause they were just poking their bats out there and the ball would fly and the high elevation. And, you know, we had, ton of home runs that game um but i think really they, they're just they're just dying for the core four guys to put it together at the same time i think we're just waiting for all that because right now like soto has been on fire but a couple weeks ago he wasn't hitting anything and bogarts was the guy and you know obviously we haven't had tatis that much and manny's kind of had a a slumpy you know april so it's really just getting productivity out of the entire lineup rather than just you know bits and pieces of it uh, Alicia, did you see any of the Mexico series? Because the show pods, I think, have a celebration. And I don't know, are they sticking with it, Nick? So yeah. I don't know. Have you seen the videos, oh, Alicia, of them breaking the piñata? I, I saw them wearing a lot of Lucha, Lucha Libre uh, masks while they're celebrating. So, Alicia, my question to you is, is how is it that the show pods have embraced the Mexican culture more than the Dodgers when the Dodgers have Julio Urias and we're in Los Angeles, I mean, I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on this celebration. Are you trying to get me in a combative mood? I, I mean, <laughs> it was a great, you know, the Dodgers have been winning too, right? We, we, we're solid right now. And it was, I'm in a good mood today. So I'm just going to say it was fun to see. I love baseball and I love even the Padres celebrating the way they did. I will say that my Nino was over and he hadn't caught any Padres games. And I don't know why he wasn't aware of the, the Sherbert uniforms. And he was really thrown off. He's like, is that for Mexico? I said, no, Nino, that that's one of their revolving. Like they have a, you know, rotating Oh, no, no, don't bring any of that to L.A. So it, it's <laughs> fine. I know it's great for the youngsters. I'd love to see anyone embrace the, the the game that is baseball. It's a child's game, right? And they certainly embraced it. And it was fun. And it looked like contagious, right? The the piñata, so fun. The, I feel like, one, didn't they walk? The Padres walked out with the Lucha Riva, Like, they walked onto the field with them, right? Like, they I, were I, like did, did they, Nick? Can you confirm that for us? Yeah, so they're uh, they got gifted those um, masks from Rey Mysterio, who's from San Diego, and 
Um, we know all he is. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but like, he's a Padres fan, obviously. And so, like, they put all their numbers custom on it. And uh, they've been wearing them after every game that they win. And they've been doing the pinata thing. I think they did walk out to the field with those on as well. Um, but also, when they hit a home run, they brought back the sombrero that they that they were gifted as well. Um, and, you know, whoever hits the home run puts on the sombrero and gets to take a Polaroid picture. And, you know, it's fun. I, I like when teams do that. You know, I mean, I think right now there's a bunch of teams that have different things and it's fun. We used to have the the big chain. I think that was kind of stupid, honestly, like Manny Machado brought the chain out and then like, you know, nothing ever happened because the bats fell dead and the Polaroid's a cool thing. They have like a wall of Polaroids that Joe Musgrove, you know, put together, but the sombrero's That's nice. Cute. I like it. That's yeah. cute. It reminds me of grade school when you got like your star. Like that still yeah. works. It would work star. for me. I love, I love rewarding good behavior yeah, versus punishing bad behavior. So I'm down for that. Um, and yeah, those I, of you, those of you watching on the live, this is the part where you drink because we met our wrestling quota because Nick mentioned Ray Mysterio. So you know we always got to talk about wrestling on this show, and unfortunately, he's right. Ray Mysterio is a, a show pods fan, so. We got to get a famous uh, wrestler to to be a Dodgers fan. Uh, Nick, I got to ask you because Babyface is really big on this theory. Uh, to me, when I see the Chopin celebrating like that, wearing the lucha masks, wearing the hats, they look like they're loose. And Babyface has always had this theory that if the clubhouse is loose, that's going to translate to wins. Which uh, Babyface, what what's the term for the CFO? For those of uh, those those of us watching who don't know what a CFO is, chief fun officer. So, do you subscribe to that theory? Is that part of the success that the show pods have? Is that they have a yeah. loose bunch over there? We, we've got a, a different term over at the charity stripe called the CVO, the chief vibes officer. You know, it's all about the vibes. So the CVO. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. I think you know Heath has mentioned it a bunch of times. My co-host Heath Bell. Um, you know, back in the day when they were on the when he was in the Padres, the bullpen had like the the Yoda backpack and like, you know, they were always having fun playing games with each other and stuff and, you know, going out and seeing shows together. And that's kind of last year we were slumping and he was he was kept saying he's like, look, these guys need to go out and have a good time. They need to take a day off and take a breath and go to the Bad Bunny concert together. That's at Peco Park or something like that. And I'm I'm literally seeing every single video that they post on the Padres social media after they win and they're dancing and you know hitting the piñata and and you know putting their masks on and having a lot of fun and I I agree with that cuz look you want to play with guys that you enjoy spending time with and that that creates a camaraderie and a great team environment and you kind of pick up the slack for the guys that you know let let down a little bit so I'm all about that I think that's a great call babyface so who who is that for the Dodgers? We don't, I, I don't think we have one. I don't. I don't, I don't think we have. Right? One. I mean, I mean, I, I give it. I, I give them credit. I mean, for too many stiff white boys. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the Padres—they're having fun. They're loose. They're, they're, they're you got the mariachi. The mariachi now, like they're doing all this different stuff, right? To keep it, keep it, keep it loose. You see it with other teams too. I think. Angels, what, what is that? They have like a samurai helmet or what is that now? Yeah, yeah. I believe what you're calling it that's cultural appropriation, what the angels are doing. <laughs> but yeah, by all means, let, let's celebrate that. If that they is have a samurai helmet, helmet. Cool, then we're cool, right? Well, I mean, and, 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 still have the rally monkey, so <laughs> I mean, and and when you look at the Dodgers, it's like funny. okay, okay, the Dodgers are playing better, but what do the Dodgers have? They have a keep on trucking. You know, and, uh, and, and we also do the uh, the breaststroke, or yeah, yeah, I don't know what the that butterfly. Is. We do the butterfly. I mean, come I mean, on. I mean, even la I mean, last year, I guess you know, even that that was you know, a little better. But I mean, to keep on trucking, kind of to me, is kind of like really like that's the best you can do. Well, it does not I, resonate I, with the Dodger fans, that's for sure. <laughs> well, what I think is going to be really interesting is the Dodgers going down to uh, San Diego this weekend. That stadium is going to be packed. And in the past, you saw a lot of blue. Nick, confirm to me, are we going to see any oh, yeah. blue there? Because it sounds yeah, you like I, you think the Showpod fans will sell their tickets to make money to, to Dodger fan? Well, look, you don't I, think I it's completely say, changed now? Because I think you guys are like on pay. You guys are second in uh, attendance in all yeah. of Major League Baseball, right? 
10 sellouts so far this season, which is great. Uh, the game that I went to was awesome, super packed. I didn't see any red. I mean, obviously, there's not as many red Reds fans out there as our Dodgers fans, especially in Southern California. But you're still going to see your Dodgers fans. I mean, there's there's people that went out and got their tickets a long time ago. I mean, I on StubHub and on TickPick and SeatGeek, wherever you want to get your tickets from, like there's still a lot of tickets out there. And you guys travel super well. It's always one thing that, you know, I've always been super impressed with is how well Dodgers fans travel and they're going to find their way to get their tickets there. I, I even saw a Dodgers fan at the game on Monday wearing Dodgers gear at a Reds Padres game. Like, why aren't you watching your own game? (laughs) (laughs) It's also fight weekend and it's Cinco de Drinco. So there's a lot to celebrate this weekend. I, I, I really wanted to get to one of the games. How do you think it's going to go, Nick? How do you think the Dodgers and the Padres will fare this weekend? Well, we got a four-game series, so I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think any team's gonna get swept here. You know, it's not gonna start like last season did because I think we've evened the playing field a little bit. But I mean, I, I think I would go for a split here at two-two. I think both teams are in a very interesting position where they started off slow. You know, they're they're not you know getting as much productivity as they like to. Although both teams have started to figure it out. You know. Diamondbacks have taken a step back and I think we're both trying to find a way to take control of the division. Um, you guys are coming off a great series against Philly. So um, and same with us against, against the Reds and before that, the the Giants. So I, I look for a two, two split here. It's only three, a uh, three game set, Nick. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well then. So I I'll can't have you cop out. You have to pick a winner. Yeah. <laughs> two on Padres. Two on Padres. Sorry. I thought it was four games for some reason. Not not this time around. It, it's going to be three. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to leave you with this, Nick, before we let you go. Uh, what is your biggest concern? What are the holes that you think and they, they're going to have to address? And do they have anything left to, for, yeah. for trade-wise to, to try to plug those holes? So I think for me, a lot of it is pitching. Um, we need a front of the rotation guy. I mean, you Darvish is great. Joe Musgrove, great Snell, you know, every now and then he throws a good game, but he doesn't last long. And, you know, he, he ends up giving it up to the bullpen and our bullpen, you know, gets super tired because they've been pitching so much. So we got Seth Lugo and Michael Walker. I mean, there's a lot of depth there, but we need a true ace. We need a guy that can just shut people down, you know, a front line guy that you're going to throw out there in game one of the world series game, one of the NLCS, you know, that, that type of guy. Um, and what do we have to give up? I mean, there's a couple prospects that are still available. Jackson Merrill's one of them. He's a shortstop. And as you know, we've got about 20 shortstops on our active roster already. Um, so maybe there's not a place for him to play, but you know, he's a top 25 prospect in baseball. And I think a lot of people would keep their eye on him. Um, I'd look at teams, you know, before the scene, before the season started. And I thought maybe Corbin Burns would be available, but you know, they're playing pretty good baseball, uh, the Brewers. So I don't necessarily know they're going to be sellers, um, we'd have to see if they take a step back, but you know, there are some teams out there. Um, maybe the twins, you know, are interested in Sonny gray. I don't know if he's necessarily a guy that is going to be, you know, a true number one, but you know, I think everyone has their eye on the same guy at the end of the day. You've read all the reports. I've read all the reports. Same people are interested. The Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers, you know, we're all interested in Otani. And if he keeps up this pace, you know, he, he could win the AL Cy Young and end up being on a different team. You know, I don't know who's who it's going to be, but I guarantee you we're going to make a serious offer because with the struggles that Juan Soto has had, maybe we don't want to invest in Juan Soto after he's a free agent or when he becomes a free agent. You know, maybe we want to just give that money to Otani and get two players in one, you know, address the big need in pitching and address the hitting need and not let him go to free agency. Mind you, we did extend you Darvish to a seven-year deal, right? Making him basically a Padre for the rest of his career. And who did Otani grow up idolizing? You Darvish. So... It's definitely a strategic play that they made there. Um, just going to end up who gets the better offer. You know what I mean? So that's going to be a guy to really keep your eye on. I think, you know, we already knew that's going to be the case, but there's going to be an offer made for sure. He's not going to be an angel by the end of the season. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that Alicia's not wearing a hat because she'd be throwing it at the know, computer. Right. <laughs> but all oh this God. talk about uh, all this talk about Otani. Okay. And, and Nick is holding up an Otani uh, pillow here. I have this theory, and I think maybe Babyface agrees with it, but I think Alicia is just going to get very upset when I say this. Are you guys uh, playing the Otani card because you guys are going to steal Julio Urias from us in the, uh, in the offseason? That'd be cool, too. I wouldn't mind that. I doubt it, though. I, I really think that they're interested in this guy because when it came, when he 
was coming over from Japan, I think us and the, the Angels were those top two teams. It came down to us two, and it came down to the fact that we didn't have a DH. Remember back in the day when the NL still had to pitch or had to hit their pitchers, and that kind of hurt us there. He wanted to be able to pitch and hit, and so that's uh, I think that's the biggest driving force there. Well, uh, there you have it. You guys uh, have any last things before we let Nick go? Uh, appreciate your time, Nick, and giving us an update on the show pod so uh, we know what's go- what we're getting ourselves into this weekend. Nick makes me want to drink, okay? You're depressing me, Nick. You're depressing me. <laughs> I've, you know, I've heard that a couple of times from women before. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a compliment. I like that. You're a good sport, Nick. Thank you. It was thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Next next time we'll get Heath back in here. We'll we'll bring the gang together. I'll let him know that he needs to make his way to LA and get some tacos. Yeah, well, we'll definitely. I was gonna say I like Nick's uh, mustache. Is that for uh, for Carpenter? Like a is that a podcast? Carpenter, Grisham, whoever you want, man. There you have it, everybody. Uh, for those of you who have friends who are show pods, or you guys just want to hate listen to some scintillating show pods talk, uh, Nick is one of the hosts of the Ring the Bell uh, podcast, which you can listen on the Believe Network. So uh, spread the word on that. Give Nikki Nikki Snacks a follow. He's, he's a great guy. He's hilarious. Uh, Nick, once again, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, Nick. Have a great series. Good luck. Thanks. Okay, so Princesa, uh, you weren't with us at the beginning of the show, so I want to get your shot, uh, your thoughts here. The Dodgers just had a perfect homestand. Yes. They went six and zero. Oh. They swept the Cardinals. They swept the Phillies. And- you know how we were earlier in the season. It was all doom and gloom. The Dodgers suck. Whatever. Do you think they've turned a corner? Can I also throw in there? They came from behind. Yeah. which is not the Dodgers forte. They, you know, leaving guys on base was like, uh, uh, no, they're finding ways to score. And I'm all about it. And let's not just gloss over like what a great win today was. I'm so mad that I didn't get to that game. I love day games. The businessman special is my favorite thing. My dad would let us skip school and he'd take us to games. So it's very special. Babyface, were you there today? I was there. Yep. Tweeting out pictures. So jealous. So jealous. That sky. So, Juan, did he send you the photo that he sent me from the top deck? No, uh, no, he didn't send me. Those were for your eyes only. Uh, I'm not not important enough to to get those kind of pictures. that was a special. She she texted me though. Can you send me a picture of the sky? I'm like, okay, I'll send you a picture of the sky. So yeah, well, I told it's you okay. I know who your favorite is. Topic, take a I, photo, and it's epic. We got. I'm gonna, we're gonna tweet it out because it is gorgeous. It was just a beautiful day to catch Dodgers baseball. And all right, so I, I I was saving this until you came on. Because Babyface was at the game today, and there was a certain guy who made his debut that everybody is like, I'll bring him up, put him in the rotation, put him in the rotation. So before I get Babyface's reaction to what we saw with Gavin Piedra, Gavin Stone, um, he gave up five runs. Only four were earned uh, of those five, uh, but... What did you think today uh, of Gavin Stone? What did you see out there, Babyface? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, he did he did pretty good for his first start, right? I mean, he, he only had one strikeout, and then, you know, he hit the, the five runs, four unearned. But I think that first inning was pretty telling because there was a couple of plays behind him. Vargas on, like, a blooper, he couldn't get to it, and it just landed fair, and then there was an error on Muncy. So it got pretty dicey in that first inning, and he, did, he, he came out of it only giving up one run. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he could have gave up, you know, two, three, and really gotten behind right there. And, you know, he figured out a way to get out of it, after, like I said, even after those those bad plays behind him. And then I think it's the third inning where they, they got him a little bit they, and they scored the other runs on in that inning. But overall, I mean, I'd like to see more strikeouts. They weren't they weren't chasing his his, um, his changeup, which was pretty big. That was a pretty big deal. Like, that's what, like, it's a pretty big pitch right there, right? So they weren't chasing that. So, you know, I – I think it's a good, decent start, and we'll see now what they do for next week. I mean, I think there's a chance that they pitch him again in Milwaukee, so we'll have to wait and see. So are they just not going to pitch Thor? Is he just done, or what's going to happen? Put a, put a pin in that, Alicia, because okay. I want to get to that. 
I want to get to that because this move, uh, but I, I want to finish up on Gavin Stone, but I think sure. you bring up a very interesting point, Alicia. Yeah. Go ahead, babyface. No, I think, I think they brought up Stone because they wanted to set up the rotation for the San Diego series. So they, so they got, they got uh, Kershaw going on Friday. Uh, then they have uh, May on Saturday and then Julio on Sunday. So I think they wanted to go in there with their three best horses into that series. I know it's May. I know these games are early, but I think the Dodgers want to go in there giving it their best shot because they know what happened, right? We all know what happened in an LTS, and I know it's not the same thing, but I think they want to walk away winning this series and go, hey, you know what? We should have won that series, right? And, you know, and we want a little bit of redemption, and I think so they're, they're setting their rotation up as best they can. And like I said, if they, if they come back with Stone again next week, they'll have that rotation again for next weekend series. So we'll see what they do. So, so Thor, Thor's going to go in Thor and Cat and Catman will go in the next series in Milwaukee. Okay, so I should have asked Nikki Snacks this one. We had him when I brought up briefly how they're resting Manny. Are the Dodgers resting Freddie? Are the Dodgers resting Mookie? I mean, why are they? Are we in the NBA? Like, why do we need to rest players what, in the first weekend of May? I don't get that. Are, are there injuries? What's it called? Time, what's it called? Time management? What do they call it? Load management. Load management. Load management. But Load. If we're, what game, what number are we on out of 162? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I want to acknowledge Michael Carrillo's comment in terms that, you know, Stone, it was his first major league start. You know, he got rattled. He showed some positives. I want this just to be clear to every Dodger fan. I think what we saw there today was clearly a sign that Gavin Stone is not ready. So can we please stop with Gavin Stone needs to be in the rotation. Gavin Stone still needs a lot of time. I want to remind everyone when Clayton Kershaw first came up, he had issues with his control. That's what it looked like today with Gavin Stone. He had issues with his control. And like Babyface said, they weren't change, chasing the changeup, and that's his best pitch. So I would much rather see Gavin Stone in AAA working, getting better, and dominating than being up at the major league level at, at this point because we still have some depth. Uh, that's, that's what I wanted to say about Gavin Stone. To Alicia's point about Thor, uh, and specifically the Dodgers going out of their way to set up these pitching matchups. This is something I don't agree with. I don't agree uh, with them because now they're going to see the Dodgers best pitchers twice. They're going to see them this weekend. And then they're going to see them again the following weekend. If we get the show pods again in the playoffs, the more you see these pitchers, the more you get used to them and the more I think they become hittable. So the fact that the Dodgers are going out of their way in the regular season seems to go totally against what the Dodgers normally do. That being said, also, I think they're hiding Thor. They don't want Thor to pitch in San Diego. They don't want Thor. That If I was the Dodgers, as we've talked about this in previous shows, Thor has pitched better at Dodger Stadium than he has on the road. Now, they have to pitch him in Milwaukee. They can't hide him because you still need to have these pitchers go through the rotation. But I, I think they're hiding Thor. Alicia, what do you think on the fact that the Dodgers are throwing their best pitchers at them? What's going to happen if the show pods beat our best pitchers and we lose the series two to one? Okay, first of all, bite your tongue. Don't even put that <laughs> in the universe, okay? We're not going to... I do love that explains what the Dodgers game plan is, right? They want, I like your, your rotation theory. Thank you for explaining that to me, baby face. That also explains why the Padres are resting their stars, right? Xander got a day off. Then I forget which out of the foursome got a day off. And then today Manny got the day off all in preparation for the Dodgers heading down to LA in the South or South, South, South LA, what do you guys call it? Sorry, I need to eat. I think this is a bigger deal than both teams want to admit. And so if that is why they're not going to allow Thor to pitch, I get it. And we had a comment here about, uh, from Michael Carrillo, Thor is getting traded. 
that could be true. But right now he's still on the roster and he's still in the rotation. So I was just, when I blurted that out, I was wondering when I heard Gavin Stone was coming up and we've, I've heard a lot of talking heads and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, a lot of Dodger uh, experts or, or um, media, Dodger media, we're excited to have Gavin Stone come up. It didn't go as planned. And so I was wondering if that means Thor was coming back in. But thankfully, you guys explained it to me how he's still going to be pitched in Milwaukee. How do you say? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I love it. The way you say it correctly. That's the, how the Native Americans, that's what they call it. Indigenous, I know, but I still messed it up. Um <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I'm always going to defer to the Dodgers know what they're doing. I hope so. I hope so, because I just, you saw the streets in San Diego when they beat the Dodgers. I still think it means more to them than us, but I still, they, the Dodgers do not want to lose. They, maybe not even the guys, maybe management does it. Maybe they want it more than the guys. I don't know. I told you, I, 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 I have trouble believing sometimes that the Dodgers are playing their bet, like, like baby faces theory, staying loose, really hungry to win. They don't have any of those after home run celebrations the way other teams do. They don't have, we don't get to see any partying or hear music after their wins. So I'm not saying they they look really good, just like you brought up one, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to not say anything negative about Thor pitching. I'm going to defer to the Dodgers knowing what they're doing. That's real, it. <laughs> and real real quick to Juan's point about the Padres seeing the Dodgers. I mean, come on. They've they've been playing these teams for years with 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 Clayton and Julio and May. So, they've seen they've they both seen all their pitchers. So, I don't put that much weight into into that because like I said they they know each other already. So, I mean, it, it'd be different if, you know, if, Gavin Stone was up and pitching the way we'd expect him or Bobby Miller. And then they'd be seeing these guys early in the season because they've never seen them. It could be potentially in a playoff series, you know, down, down the road. But with the other guys, I mean, they, they know, they know Dustin May, they know Curly and Kershaw. So they know these guys. So I don't put that. I, I, in I, I just changing your pitching matchup for the regular season after what we saw last year, when obviously the regular season wasn't important, because the Dodgers dominated the show pods regular season. And when the playoffs came, they shit the bed. So the fact that they're putting so much importance to the fact that they are changing their whole pitching rotation uh, for these two series early in the season, just as it's a head scratcher to me, just because it seems like it's totally the opposite of what the Dodgers do. The Dodgers are, as much as we'd love seeing the show pods do that celebration, that's not what the Dodgers are. That is not how this team is constructed. This this team is businesslike, just show up and do things. So for them, and look, we asked Roberts many a time, why are these, there's an off day on Thursday. Who needs an extra day in the pitching staff? Is everybody healthy? So if they weren't doing that, and I, I know one of our uh, one, somebody on the on on the live brought this up. They had said that uh, it was David Wantsataco brought this up that uh, Vasse was reporting that Mark Pryor wanted more time to work with Thor. So again, to me, it's all about hiding Thor. They don't want Syndergaard to pitch in San Diego. That that that's what it was for me. So it, it's a little bit of a head scratcher and all. But there's someone new here on on the chat that I have never seen before, and I want to welcome him to the to the show. Doom Sal, uh, he brings up some very interesting points. First of all, uh, if you disagree with me, uh, the the Gavin Stone, I, I I love that you did it respectfully. I appreciate it. There's no hate here. Uh, I only will say this about the Gavin Stone thing. Gavin Stone was brought up to AAA in the was it the middle of last year or towards the end of last year, babyface. It was towards the end. So he really hasn't spent a lot of time in at AAA, and his numbers to start the season in AAA weren't as dominating as it was in AA. Correct me if I'm wrong, babyface. Well, well, this season he hasn't been like just lights out. I mean, he's I think his ERA is in the fours. Um, I mean, he was in in spring training for the Dodgers. I mean, he was lights out. I mean, in, in the in the time in the games he pitched, he was he was lights out. But so far in AAA this year, 
he's been iffy. He hasn't been like dominant. You know, he's had his, his glimpses, but he hasn't been like, you know, the Gavin Stone that we're kind of expecting to see. So there might be a point, Doom Sal, where Gavin Stone is dominating the AAA. And then I would agree with your statement that he has nothing more to prove and he should be called up. But for right now, I don't I don't think he's at that level yet. But your next question, I think, is a very good question. So Doom Sal asks, how do you keep Michael Bush in the lineup? Thoughts. So. Michael Bush, look, he just got called up, so obviously he needs to get adjusted to major league pitching. But this is where, to bring the conversation full circle, when we were talking about Trace Thompson, this is how I think you keep Michael Bush in the lineup. Sooner or later, they're going to have to make a decision on Trace Thompson. You can't keep having Trace Thompson out there not producing like that. And so if they do end up sending, I don't even know if he has options to be sent down or if they just cut their ties with Trace Thompson, that's how, in my opinion, you keep Michael Bush in the lineup. Uh, There's a couple of reasons I would like to see Michael Bush in the lineup. Not only is he a friend of the Cadena he's been on the show. Check out that episode. Um, But if he ends up producing, I would much rather have him producing up at the major league level than in AAA. But if he's doing at least okay, then Michael Bush becomes a trade chip. As we had talked about, the Dodgers have some holes, some things that they're going to have to address. And I think Michael Bush might be one of those trade chips only because he, he might be blocked. So that's, uh, that, that's my thoughts. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, uh, Princesa, any thoughts on Michael Bush? Or what do you, we never got to hear your thoughts on Trace Thompson. You are so rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Do you, do you think, there's any hope in saving Trace Thompson's season? I'm really not allowed to say anything negative about <laughs> Trace Thompson because I'm friends with his father. So <laughs> I can just, I was, I, you know, I really wanted him to do well because did he not before this season talk about how this was going to be his season, that he was going to deliver and everybody's behind him and we all want him to do well, right? Dodger fans you know, management, his teammates. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I am not going to say um, one should be traded for the other because then I'll, they're going to come at me. I'm just going to always defer. You guys go ahead and be the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> I'm going to be over here just sipping my water, minding my business, hoping we beat the Padres. <laughs> uh, baby, how do we keep Michael Bush up at the big league level? Yeah, I mean, it might be that what you said with with Trace Thompson. I think if you recall early in, when uh, earlier in spring training, when we thought James Altman wasn't going to be on the spot, I said we'll probably see James Altman a month, a month and a half in the season when Trace Thompson is DFA and he's not yeah. hitting right. So, so you know, James Altman got to make the roster, but the second part of that, you know, Trace Thompson, I mean, he's he's a, definitely a DFA candidate. You know, he hasn't. You know, he said he was going to do better against lefties. He still hasn't done that, you know. So I don't I don't really know what what they can do with him. He was actually supposed to play today, but he was sick. He's been sick the last yeah. couple of, last couple of two days, so he wasn't in the lineup, but I mean I I don't know. I don't know how much uh leash they're going to give give him cuz um it, so far it's not been great. Look, I, I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I, the times that I've been in the clubhouse and I've seen that guy, I I feel for him. Because it, it, he totally looks like, you know, he's going through hell. And I can't imagine what it must feel like. This is your job and, and you're not performing. And everyone in the world is looking at you and you have a short leash. And uh, so, uh, and plus not playing every day. How can you go ahead and, and and snap out of it? And I think that's also part of the the issue with like, Guys like David Peralta who are struggling and they're not getting those everyday at bats. How do you get out of a slump when when you're not playing every day? Isn't uh, that one of the major complaints about the way the Dodgers run? Like they defer to analytics, right? They defer to the numbers, the robots, the the geeks upstairs. So not actually the people on the field. That's a whole other show. I wanted to make reference while we're still having some fun about. Uh, was it uh, someone brought up Wayne's World? 
It was that? it was Philip Lopez and David wants a taco. I I I, I want to point out these listeners because they get the show, and it makes me very happy that they get the show, that they get my references, that they get the fact that I was making reference to Wayne's World. For those of you who have not seen Wayne's World, Alice Cooper pronounces Milwaukee as Milwaukee. So that is what I was referencing. So I, I really appreciate our listeners who, who get the show. I want to give a shout out to another listener who I, I don't think he's on the live, but Roland, Roland Felix. He was the one that referred to the Bleed Lows podcast as the Big Lebowski. So I want to give a big shout out to anybody on the live or anybody who's a loyal listener. If you guys could cast the Bleed Lows podcast as a movie, I would love to see what you guys think we would uh, what we would feed uh, as a movie. So Roland shouts out to you. Thank you for always supporting the podcast. Um, we're, we're running out of time. Uh, any any let's let's get into our predictions since we so so far we are. We've been shut out. We have no points on the season because all our predictions have been wrong. <laughs> so I think this will actually be the first time that the Princesa de Picolandia is going to be able to, to make picks. So are you ready to make picks, uh, Princesa, or do you need some time? No, no. I think we're going to win two. We'll give up. Uh, well, I'm going to give you the whole road trip. So it's six games. It's three games against the show pods. And then three games against the Milwaukee. So what do you think the Dodgers will do on this road trip? Uh, six games. I'm going to take. I want to be ambitious and say five and one, but I'm going to be, be safe and say four and two. All right. So Michael Carrillo agrees with you. Michael puts in, and yeah, those of you who are on the live, put in your predictions because you are a part of our, let me explain this to everybody. So we have a season long competition where we make predictions on homestands and road trips. And at the end of the year, we will pick a winner. And last year, the, there were, we had co-champions. It was Alonzo and the Princesa tied. So they won it. But our, I thought I no, won. you didn't. You're the biggest sore loser on here. I mean, <laughs> whatever, you always I, find an excuse. Every time you lose, you always... I remember winning something. What did I win? You, you, you're you, so like... The whole world screws you over, according to you. You, you. We lost because every week you picked the Dodgers to go 6-0, and and then you would get mad because they didn't. Thank you, Simeon. Well, uh, Doom you would curse them. You would That's why. Keep the Padres... Okay, so all right, we get we're getting the uh, everyone chime in. Uh oh, uh, four and two, uh, baby face. Do you, uh, before we it looks like we're going down. Uh, before we end the show, you want to get your pick in? Uh, four and two. Another <laughs> four and two. So everybody is feeling the Dodgers right now. I guess when you come off a six and zero oh homestand, right? Everybody's feeling good about the Dodgers. Everything is going great. I am going to be your guys' reality check. As I mentioned to you before, the Dodgers are going on a road trip and they're playing two good teams. And so far this year, the Dodgers have not fared well against teams with winning records, i.e. the Piratas of Pittsburgh. David wants a taco. Agrees with me. David wants a taco is going Tressy Tress. And I am going to go Tressy Tress. So we will get Alonzo's pick later. So I want to thank everybody who joined us on the live. I, I really I really love interacting with all you guys. I love your guys' uh, your opinions. Love hearing about you guys. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, make sure you subscribe. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us spread the word. Let people know if they're Dodger fans, if they're baseball fans. I mean, we talk about everything on this show. I mean, we talk about wrestling. We, 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 we I mean, the Princesa de Picolandia, we actually started getting her into wrestling. So let people know. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, You because you can see all our episodes on there. Um, and then also, uh, Philip Lopez, let me know that Spotify has a video component, baby face. So maybe we can find a way to load our episodes. So 
for those of Spotify listeners, you guys can actually watch the podcast. Cool. So, yo ha sido su servidor, Juan Ramírez, de parte de mis colegas, Alicia Del Valle and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Loss Podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Nos vemos. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.